Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to Gamer Heroes episode 60. I am Derek, one of your regular hosts, kind of, for a bit. Um, and I got my buddy John with me. Hey. How's it going, man? It's good to be back. Yeah. This is this is 60. This is it. This is the episode we've, we've talked about. We've hyped up the past couple we've episodes. Up. <laughs> we, we have mentioned that changes were coming to Gamer Heroes on episode 60, and so you've made it that far. Um, yeah, so we are actually, John and I, are going to be stepping away from Gamer Heroes and turning it over to a lovely group of guys who are from uh, GGKC, and I've got half of them here, two of the four. I've got John and Mike, and I wanted to give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves. Yeah, hello. Uh, confusingly, also John. <laughs> I was just going to say, we have to come up with yeah. code names. So. I'll clearly be Johnny Five. Yeah. That's what I always That's go a good by. code name. Disassemble. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I go by. Uh, so, I, you know, we, we picked another John, um, just so that there's not too much change for the listeners. Um, yeah, so like Derek said, uh, we're from a group called GGKC. We promote competitive gaming events here in Kansas City, and um, Derek and John offered to hand off this podcast to us, and we're really excited to get started. Yep, and I am Mike. Uh, a couple of the guys that couldn't make it today because I got them sick last week are uh, Josh and Thomas, so they'll be joining us. Um, I don't know if all four of us will be on every episode, but we're going to try to keep it to at least like three people uh, on each one. Um, we are focused on uh, kind of the KC, um, the local KC stuff, but we want to try to keep this podcast open for everybody. So we know that there's already a lot of people that listen to this podcast, and we're going to try to keep our talk about like the local scene to a minimum at the at the end of the episode to let you guys know what's going on around here. But we're going to try to keep it relevant for everybody else that may not be in the KC area. So probably just like what you're used to listening to, uh, just with some new people. So what you're saying is the same, but different. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. You know, John and I have been doing this one now, you know, 60 episodes, a year and a half. I was going to say over a year, you yeah. know, and uh, we had a couple of hosts join us and leave and, and all of that. <laughs> if so you were there for that. You go all the way back oh, to the boy. beginning. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, John and I just uh, unfortunately haven't been able to game as much as we want to. And it's hard to talk about games when you're not playing them. I find. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's what it's all about. You know, you do what makes you happy and and we want to we we want to play and we want to play uh you know together. So it's hard to do that when you have to do a podcast as yeah. well. So now we have reasons. We have free time. 
So we have to play now. Like we, we cannot <laughs> oh, okay. lie to these these listeners. Here. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It does mean I have a new video game podcast to listen to because I don't listen to myself. Yeah, I do that. I do Why that. Why would enough. you? That'd be weird. Yeah, but I'll listen to you guys. <laughs> I was gonna say now you have to listen here. Uh, but yeah, so the, this episode is going to take kind of our our normal format that you guys are used to. But obviously, um, John and Mike, Josh and Thomas will be able to throw their own spin on it and change things. You know, however flows for them you know yeah. so and uh stay tuned to the end one thing we'll be adding is every week we will be doing a question for our listeners um and asking you to, to respond to us uh, via social media um so i've got the question ready and uh now you have tuned. to say it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel yeah. like you have to start with the question yeah, you gotta now. wait till the end that's, yeah. that's the St- stick around oh. it, it's uh it's generally going to be pretty fun and then um on the next episode we'll pick the best responses and uh read them on the podcast nice sounds nice. like fun I it's like a good that. stinger i like it yeah mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess we can start then with gaming news, uh, which is what we normally talk about first. And there's just a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, I guess if we want to start alphabetically, we could start with Amazon and the changes to its pre-order structure. So um, I can I can take this one okay. if you guys don't we want can, to. We but... can talk the whole time just about this. <laughs> it, it's bullshit. I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> jump out there. Johnny Five speaking. Uh, it's bullshit. It's... Uh, it's real for me as a person who p- pays for Prime, who's used Prime a lot. I feel like you're punishing me, and this was the reason I used you to begin with because I was getting a discount because Best Buy is gone. Who else am I going to get a pre-order discount from? And now Best Buy is gone. You decide to follow suit, and now there's no discounts at all. Yeah, and with Best Buy being gone, how convenient. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw Best because I, I'm a gamer club unlocked mm-hmm. member at Best Buy too, and as soon as I got that message, it's like, yeah, once yours is done, you're done forever. Yeah. It's like, well, Amazon's is going to change, I imagine. But this is pretty rough. So if you don't know anybody out there who doesn't know, if you're an Amazon Prime member, until recently, if you pre-ordered a video game, you got 20% off with a few exclusions like uh, big physical collector's editions that came with statues and stuff like that. Um, they changed the policy a few weeks ago to exclude remakes and remasters, even though Resident Evil 2, for some reason, did not count, but Spyro did. I don't know. I have no idea why that... Because they're both, like... If you want to argue one's a remaster, one's a completely different game, they're both actually redone completely different, so I don't know why Spyro... It's confusing. ...didn't meet the... Re-releases don't count either, so Diablo 3 on Switch doesn't count. You can't do that. Dark Souls remaster doesn't count. Uh, but anyway, the, the new policy is basically no pre-order discount. You'll get $10 in Amazon credit um, within 60 days of the game actually going on sale if you actually go through with the pre-order. And then you have 90 days to spend that credit. I don't remember. I I'm not going to remember any of those things. Wait, so um, it's, is it Amazon it's credit as in you can only spend it on things like Amazon Video? It's an Amazon credit in that you can only spend it on things that Amazon actually sells directly. So if it's fulfilled by Amazon, that does Mm. not count. So, okay. I mean, that's useful, but it's not nearly (laughs) as good. It it goes away. If you don't use it, you have 90 days. days. Yeah. 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 That's the part that I'm like, so it's a limited credit for 90 days? I think what they expect (laughs) you to do is just turn that around and use it to pre-order again another game yeah yeah. 
I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> another one to pre-order every 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Apparently. That's just, that's a floating invisible $10. So. <laughs> yeah. Right, you just pass it on from game to game. Um, and it's, it's still, it's only going to be certain games. It's not even all games. And like I said, you have to, it has to be something that is sold by Amazon, not fulfilled by Amazon. Mm-hmm. So just because it says Prime doesn't mean that it'll count. Um, so it's pretty disappointing because... You know, I pre-order lots of games that I'm on the fence about just to get that discount and then usually forget to cancel and end up paying for it. Um, so I actually went in and I pre-ordered, I think, 10 games before this ends on the t- oh, wow. tomorrow. Because it ends tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. I need to get Smash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, do it. Well, so do we're it. recording this on Monday, so that means it actually ended yesterday for anybody who's listening to this. Oh, yeah. The Oops. The episode comes on the uh, Sorry. <laughs> sorry for you guys out there. Um, get Yeah. But I got my pre-orders in. So. <laughs> I'm, the, you know, I'm the type of person that has never really been big on pre-ordering. I definitely get, uh, you know, Best Buy had a good incentive for a while. And Amazon, you know, did until very recently. Uh, but even so, I have always just been super cautious and wanted to wait until the game came out, you know, get some reviews in, and then wait to see how it does. I think logically I should be against pre-orders, and I know there's everything <laughs> in the world telling me I shouldn't pre-order, but there are some games that I just get excited for, you know? Yeah. Like, even if it's something that isn't necessarily a, a franchise game that I know I'm going to like, but just something that's new, like... A uh, great example is um, uh, Octopath Traveler. I got so excited about that game, and I had to pre-order it. I thought it was so, I mean, it was beautiful. It, it looked like it did the things that I wanted to do, and I mean, with how those story arcs go, it just didn't really pan out the way that I wanted it to, but... That's fair. I mean, every once in a while, I, I run into those snags, but I feel like more times than not when I pre-order, I'm, I'm happy with it known quantity for you yeah well let's say like smash brothers right yeah. like i you know, know we'll be yeah, getting that's, that yeah, game. that's a given so i might as well get the 20 percent off right mm-hmm. but then there's other games out there that i'm on the fence about like cyberpunk right we know very little about yeah. it we don't even know when it's coming out yet but it, it does seem interesting and it might be worth checking out or um you know uh the new tomb raider right shadow of the you tomb know that's gonna be good um I, I really i know i will want to play it i don't know when i'll get around to it right <laughs> so um, i didn't do it i did not pre-order that one because i thought it would be by the time i get around to it it'll be discounted yeah right because yeah. everything I mean, these games go on sale. everyone's yeah. backlog i don't know about you guys but we're backlogged absolutely and, and i keep I... adding even though i should be subtracting <laughs> yeah no that that is that is a really good point i think i look at pre-orders like i have all the time in the world and right. i'm going to be able to actually sit down and rip it open and play it as much as i want right when i get it and that never ever ever happens so <laughs> i try to be responsible and only buy games I think I'm going to play. Not to say I haven't bought games <laughs> and then not played them. Because but now I have. you have a pile of games you think yeah. you're going to play. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, for me, though, uh, as a Switch owner, Switch is now getting all the games I loved playing on PS4 and Xbox. And so this is why this particular subject sucks. Because I'm going to buy those again. Like, you want to buy Diablo again, right, Derek? Well, I did. I did until I found out it was $59.99 with no pre-order discount. I thought that was ridiculous. Yep. I think I know why. Now, this is totally unfounded. It's Blizzard. um, Well, so the cards, the memory cards, this part's true. But the the cartridges for the Switch cost more depending on how much memory is on them. Is this the one that'll break the the pattern? I'm wondering if this is the first one to use a 64-gig card. I thought Doom Eternal would have been the first one. Well, that game's not out yet. 
Exactly. That's <laughs> so, what I'm saying. I think this one might be the first one that pushed the envelope for a 64 gig card. So we've been talking about this for like five podcasts that Nintendo has yet to use a 64 gigabyte cartridge. Mm. And we thought Doom would have been the first game uh, to do that. Um, but it didn't. It came out on the regular 32, right? Because well, it, it also had a 9.5 gig download. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how you get around it. Diablo yeah. does not have any download. The entire game is on the cartridge. Hmm. That's amazing. So that makes me think that it probably broke the 32 gigabyte it threshold. To. It may not be 64, right? But if it hit 40, you have it to have that to. larger yeah. card. Right. And so even though the same, the Eternal Edition or whatever they're calling it, is $39.99 on PS4 and Xbox One, it's $59.99 on Switch. Oh. And I've already bought Diablo twice. Yes, I mean, right? <laughs> PC and Xbox. I I, PC and PS4. Yeah. And it's like, buying it a third time was already kind of like irresponsible. <laughs> so. And I didn't play it enough the second time. I didn't play it enough the first time to make it worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely didn't play it enough the second time to make it worth it, even though I played it more than on PC. I played the hell out of it on PC. And then uh, I was... Uh, I was looking at it on an, on Xbox, and I was like, man, you know what? I think my wife would really like this yes. game. The co-op is so fun. Yeah, co-op on, couch co-op on Diablo. That's why yeah. I bought it a second time, because I had been playing it on PC for years. Ray wanted to play it together. I'm like, well, there's a justification. Right. I'm buying that experience. What's my excuse for Switch? To yeah. on the go, yeah. all, all the Diablo on the airplane. Who doesn't want to play Diablo while driving? <laughs> you know, I'm surprised there has not been yeah. a wreck caused by that yeah. yet. I need the loot. Fantastic. Maybe there well, hasn't been a game for that. <laughs> so, so we got it, and I sat down with Kelly, and she hated it. Oh, what? <laughs> so she hated we, it. What yeah. did she like about it? She, I think she just that was the first time she'd played like a top-down game, kind of like I that. I think she, yeah, she just she just wasn't crazy. Surely about she it, understands so. why though. There's so many damn enemies on the screen at one <laughs> yeah. point. I do have a big gripe for the local co-op though for Diablo three, and that's inventory is yeah. one person at a time mm, and sucks. later in the game when you start maxing out your inventory and it like takes your a while really matters well, it takes a while too. yeah like we would take turns like all right it's my turn and then 20 minutes go leave for 20 minutes and go do <laughs> yeah. something else you were talking about a game that did that well it was like nine parchments is nine right? parchments on switch yeah only 1999 it's basically a diablo clone he sells this game it's such a good <laughs> game it is such a good <laughs> Look for twenty bucks. Yeah. It's gorgeous and it's it's got it's really good. It's got replayability. It's a little Diablo if you don't want to spend triple the price. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean that sounds intriguing to me. I think it's amazing that they figured out how to charge so much for it every single time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and people keep buying it. Yeah, you know. Um, but the cartridge thing is becoming an issue. Like Overcooked Two was twenty four ninety nine on the eShop or. Mm. Thirty nine ninety nine in physical. Wow! And so I, I mean, I went with the eShop. That's too yep. much of a difference. Uh, Dead Cells was more expensive on the physical copy for Switch. And, and it, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like they're almost stiff arming you to go the yeah. digital route. But then you use up your memory, your yeah. internal memory. Yeah, there's so much expand. space on it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And you have to expand. So it's I'm, like a weird cycle that they're playing. To here. me, this is sort of the reverse of what we've been. It, this is this is the reality of we've been expecting discounts for digital games because they don't have to manufacture anything. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we're seeing the physical games just be more <laughs> yeah. expensive. Right. Yeah, they just right. bump those up. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, well, fine. We'll make them uh, cheaper <laughs> by making the others worse. Yes. At least Nintendo shrouds it in this explanation of, well, the cartridges cost more depending yeah. on... It costs us 50 cents more cartridges. <laughs> this is when Nintendo is going to come out with like their $200 Ultra SD card or yeah. something. 
fine. There is an officially <laughs> licensed one that definitely costs a lot more than the one I bought. So. <laughs> it is SanDisk as well, right? Um, I'm I pretty I'd sure it was probably, a SanDisk. It probably is. It was up there. It was like close to... T- it was a, no, it, it, it could take up to expandable one terabyte, right? There was a one terabyte oh, card wow. out there. I was like, what? That huh. exists? Yeah. I mean, I'm not paying for it. No, no, no. It's not that. It was like $200 card. Yeah, yeah, it was... It was up there. Yeah. I, only I need the... storage. <laughs> Get all the downloadable games you want. I'm going to put all my family files on this. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. All right. So that's, that's uh, I guess, enough on the Amazon thing. What else we have going on, guys? Well, I think we should definitely take a moment of silence to respect, pay some respects to the people that uh, got injured and killed at the Madden 19 shooting this past week right so for people who don't know this uh, happened i guess yesterday sunday yeah. right uh in jacksonville florida there mm-hmm. was a madden 19 tournament and um allegedly one of the players was unhappy and decided to pull out a gun and start shooting some people um latest reports i saw were that three were dead including the shooter and 11 were injured um I uh, heard some audio from it because a lot of people at this convention, of course, or event, were streaming on Twitch as mm-hmm. you, know, you do. And there's uh, definitely some stuff out there from like the live shooting, and I heard the audio from that. And it yeah, was... uh, I, I heard it, and I didn't even really want to. It was sort of an accident, and uh, it is very shocking and upsetting. So don't go searching for it unless you really are ready. Yeah, I remember uh, when I saw it pop up on Reddit, I clicked what I thought was the article, and it was a direct link to the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the website had actually gotten kind of the uh, the Reddit like hug of death, so I went into the comments, and that's where I saw that uh, that it linked to the audio. And I was like, man, I'm glad I'm glad that site was down because I don't think I would have right would have uh, that, that's a little too traumatic for me. I don't yeah. I don't recover from those kind it's of not... videos very well. It was not good. They, they play, the only reason I heard it is because they played it on uh, the Buzz ninety six five. The Buzz. Seriously, what a terrible place today, to play that. Um, that on the Church of Laszlo, and so they decide they played a short clip of it. I'm sure it wasn't the whole thing, but uh, so you know, I wasn't like looking for it necessarily. Yeah. But it, you know, they we were covering news, and yeah. it's news. So yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a very upsetting um, thing to happen, and it's spawned a lot of conversation about. Um, just things all the way ranging from the the violence and gun control to how gamers handle themselves and handle strangers and gaming you know competitive gaming situations to things like security gaming events that's mm-hmm. that's where i was going first yeah. in my head it's um like... it's just a it's spun a lot of conversations yeah never would have never would have really thought about security at yeah at as, tournaments as um, a group that hosts you know local gaming events um i i guess i'm a little ashamed to say that that never really even crossed my mind mm-hmm. no i mean my, it occurred to me that people would try and cheat right yeah. right, right but it never occurred to me that somebody would take it to that level and mm-hmm. try and actually like kill people over in, in this case a madden game i mean i've been playing madden football games most of my life you know, and yeah, my little brother had an aggressive streak and would throw the controller across the room, right. but that's about as bad as it got. So, you know, this is, uh, it's not good. It doesn't make anybody look good. No. You know, this is bad for the whole community. So, and obviously the people who were injured and killed is even worse for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, there is a, if anybody's interested, um, or wants to try and support the, uh, the, the 
Was it a bar or just a gaming it's, it's, club? It's a bar. It's G- a bar. Uh, good, luck, good luck, have, have fun, fun GLHF, yeah. Good luck, have fun gaming. There is a, uh, uh, if you're into this kind of thing, a GoFundMe to help with uh, support for victims. Uh, I think the organization itself, things like that. Um, so if you are so inclined, that is available out there. Yeah, we found it earlier today, and it, it looks like it's got. it was started up by a friend and patron of the bar, it said. So if you're looking for it, you can find it with hashtag GamersGiveBackGLHF. All right. Well, on to happier things, <laughs> hopefully, and best to all the people who are, you know, still fighting it out. Um, all right. So in other news... Um, Microsoft announced something kind of interesting that there's been rumblings about. I was actually surprised it was real, and that is the new Xbox One like, All Access Pass, uh, which I know, uh, which ties into Game Pass. I know, John, you have a lot of opinions about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've loved Game Pass. <laughs> You've loved it? Oh, I've loved okay. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, as a uh, Xbox owner, and I, I love that all of the, supposedly all of the first-party Microsoft games are going to be coming out uh, um, play anywhere on mm-hmm. Game Pass. So I picked it up when Sea of Thieves came out. Uh, loved that. feel like I got my money's worth. And as games have come out, I've tried stuff I wouldn't normally buy. Right now I'm playing Hitman, um, which I know was really popular when it came out. I just never picked it up. Thomas, one of the other guys on uh, um, in this group, recommended it, and I've been playing it. It's great. I actually have questions for you. Okay. So how are you, uh, as someone who, who owns it now and does, like we were just talking earlier... Has a backlog of games. How are you finding it that you're... Are you completing these games in this time before it expires? Nah, or? No. I mean, I'm, I'm also not a completionist in general. Gotcha. I'm the type of person who wants to try a bunch of stuff, right? Just to get the experience and say, I played it. And then I'll get halfway through most things and put it down. Gotcha. Uh, there's some games I'll play. You know, most story-driven campaign games, things like Bioshock, I'll finish those, right? But I'm also not going to generally go replay it a bunch of times. I mean, plus a lot of games nowadays just require so much time, time for right. you to finish yep. it. Yep. So it's, I mean, some, some games are just hard to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just the campaign guy. I don't 100% anything, but I do want to finish whatever the main story mm-hmm. is, right? Um, I've been looking at Game Pass. I just, I don't know, I... I I worry that I'll be in the middle of a game and then they won't have it the next month yep. and I won't be and that's, and, that's yeah. I, and that's my major concern. Like, Bioshock's a pretty long game and I feel like, do you f- ever feel rushed? Uh, maybe not for you particularly, but my concern is I'll mm-hmm. be rushed and I'm like, oh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta beat this game before Things, the time is up. So far, I have not run into anything giving me trouble with the amount of time it's available. I mean, it's months usually. Does it show you when it's no longer available? Does it, it say? It, it gives you a warning at like 30 days out or oh, something. Okay. Right? okay. It, it'll basically like next next month this one's going to expire right. or whatever. I mean, I feel like if I'm playing a game that long, I'm going to end up turning around and buying it's, it anyway. Well, that's, I mean, there's that. Plus, let's say you, you have it on Game Pass, you play a bunch of it, and you finish it. But you're worried about it disappearing from Game Pass because maybe you want to go play it later. Yeah. Well, you're going to have that option to pick up the cheap used version later if you really like it that much, you mm-hmm. know? This gives you the, the, the 80% of yeah. the time you know the 20 percent, you'll you might lose out on some stuff yeah you can almost look at it as like a more complete you can demo any game yeah that's kind of how i list. that's kind of how i feel about it and then you do get a bunch of old games that are going to be on there for a long time it's a good way of looking at because there are certainly games that i'm curious about but don't want to drop 60 bucks on right because i'm only going to get 20 back mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know or something like that so that is kind of interesting 
Um, do you do you find uh, and I'll I'll stop after that. Do you find that <laughs> there are games in the library that you're not interested in and that the consist the the whole library as a whole is like there's like three games I'm into. There's definitely there's definitely an aspect of um, there's some premier games that rotate. Right. Right. There's like top three or five spots or the real good stuff. Always. Yeah. Um, and then there's some junk. You know, there's a lot of junk. Twenty or thirty games that I'm just never gonna try. Um, but that said, there's a lot of in between, I think. Um, and it, in, in what I find happening is I'll just hear about the game that I didn't know existed, you know, that came out a year ago. Um, and then I happen to find out, oh, that's on Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. And so I go and try it. And it's, and it, it, it's not like I would go out and buy that game normally, you know? Oh yeah, the one that I missed a year ago. I'm like, nah, I'm just you, not you weren't interested it then. Yeah. Why? Are you, yeah, why but would it, you be interested now? <laughs> so it's really more. It's there's the premium games. Those are great, but the ones in the middle are where I'm finding I get the most value. I get to try more stuff, which is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, that's okay. fair. That's a great side, a perspective of it yeah. that we yeah. didn't have because we don't partake in mm-hmm. the game pass. So, I, I I did the trial of it, and oh, yeah. I remember. I feel I felt like my problem was just that I have too many consoles. Like I have my PS4 <laughs> and my Switch on my main TV in the living room. We have our Wii U as like our Netflix machine in the in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and then I have my Xbox on a TV upstairs. And the Xbox we take to a lot of events around town. And I find that like I'll take the Xbox to an event. And then I won't hook it back up until we take it to another event. Yep. So then I'm like, I don't know if I don't. I just don't know if I'm going to use it if I have it. But then maybe I would if if there were more games available. Well, for example, um, Overcooked. Yeah. Right. Great game. So it was good. really hyped when it first came out. Uh, I never played it. I saw it. I was like, oh, that looks fun. But I never picked it up. Came out on Game Pass. We started playing it. Mm-hmm. Great few evenings just <laughs> screwing around in that game. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, and I'm sure we'll go back to it, but I, I probably would never have bought it if it weren't for the service. That's fair. Um, that sequel's amazing, by uh, the way. Yeah, I've heard. So good. Mostly the same, but polished, added a little bit. It's more hectic. Really? They, they got much oh, more man. creative with their level design <laughs> in the sequel. Um, but, so so for this all-access thing, and I have the same problem, Mike, that you have. So in our living room, I've got all three of the current-gen consoles. In my office, I have basically all of my old consoles, and having i buy games depending on like what it is it's all very specific right and my hierarchy starts with switch now mm-hmm. it doesn't come out on switch then i look at something else right <laughs> yeah that's just how i do it now um anyway so uh xbox all access um basically based on microsoft's information on their website there's two versions of it and what this does is it gets you a console which is the big thing here right so there's an xbox one x version and an s version the X one is $34.99 a month. The S one is $21.99 a month. Um, it gets you, that's for two, two years, 24 months. You get the console, you get to keep it like a, you know, like a phone. You get Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold during that whole time. There's no additional upfront costs um, or anything like that. You um, basically just have to pass like a, a basic credit check for financing. And you can get it. It does say you have to do it in store, in a Microsoft store, which oh. does limit people a bit because they're uh, not everywhere. Everywhere, so not exactly. Best Buy, not Best Buy. Okay. At least based on this, right. when you yeah. click find, it says in store only. And when you click find a store, it's just Microsoft stores. So this so. is the most interesting thing to me because now they're tr- it's it's almost like they're capturing another market of they're trying to take more from like other places that do rentals 
So this is like a really advanced rental thing. I don't like the Microsoft Store aspect of it. It's leased to own, you know. It's really it, it, is, it is. It is. Yeah. And it's really interesting because like nobody's ever done that really with hardware. Mm. Well, it's, it's sort of the cell phone model, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, it, I have I have a lot of conflicting feelings about it, but in general, they're not taking away the ability to just go buy the console. No. Right? So in that if, if that's the case, they're just providing another option, and as long as it doesn't become something that ties people's hands, I'm for it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about it, because like, on one aspect, I do I do think that it's kind of an interesting idea and could get more people in um, on in on the games, but on the, on the other hand, it kind of just seems like Xbox Gold's gym, you know? Like, you're getting some gym <laughs> membership that you're like locked into <laughs> for a certain period that's of time. That's a gym that I can really get involved with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, worst it's like good, it'd be good for like my brother. Like, my brother is... He is very inconsistent with his gaming, so he'll buy a PS4, play the games he wants to play, sell his PS4, and when another game comes out and he wants to play, I don't know why he does this, <laughs> but he'll buy it again. Yeah. Jeez. So for him, this would make a lot of sense. Well, you got to um, pay for it for two years, you know, to pay it off. Now, I will say this. It does, you do save a little bit of money. Not, not a ton necessarily. It depends what you do. So Polygon did the math for us, and if you do the Xbox One X version you'll save about 20 bucks over those two years <laughs> but the s version you'll save over 130 dollars mm. uh, which that's interesting um and i mean i have an s i think it's wonderful i think it was a big upgrade from the launch edition um so if you don't have a full 4k setup i think it's a great choice yeah. but um i don't know i mean financing does allow people who don't have you know five six hundred dollars to drop right now get something like that which is kind of cool that is interesting I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. I almost wonder if part of the reason for it is just they came out with this console that's so expensive that they can't sell. And now they're like... The One X? Yeah. And it's like maybe... Well, because who is it for, right? Yeah. Like, this is a conversation like we've all had, yeah. you know, like, who is that console really meant mm-hmm. for? It's just another stepping stone. Yeah. It's just like... Just to say they had another refresh. Exactly. It's like they're trying to pull PC players in, but the PC players aren't going to leave, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why would they? Well, they have okay. no reason to. Yeah. Hold on, though. I... I am someone who does want the gaming ecosystem, and I would buy into if Microsoft could get a, a lot more games on Play Anywhere, where I can right. buy it, subscribe to the service, play it on PC when I want, play it on Xbox when I want. I'm a big fan of that idea, and I think they have enough leverage that they can continue pushing that. I agree. If they if they had more games with Play It Play It Anywhere, yeah. I would definitely jump back over to Xbox. Just because, I mean, are you telling me I don't have to pay twice for a game? Exactly. Like that's amazing. Exactly. And it, 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 at some point, if they can be successful enough with it, it really will make the Microsoft Store compete with Steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with how much fun we had with Sea of Thieves. I mean, when it released, there's like barely any content. Yeah, there. but it was still. Fun. But it was fun because you could play with everybody, and it was never a problem. You never had to like coordinate with your friends what <laughs> games you were allowed to play you yeah. know? <laughs> it's it's an interesting conversation i i get that they want to pull some more of the pc market but even if that was the goal right and you look at the s and you look at the x and the x is literally double the price sometimes even more because the s goes on sale for 199 a right. lot and gets bundled with games a lot so what are you getting for double the cost? I don't care what your favorite platform is, right? It's what, what is it that? Requires. What is that difference, right? If you don't have a 4K TV, that's where I'm at, right? And then it's totally irrelevant. And even if you do have a 4K TV, you're still locked by frame rate for any game that has online multiplayer. 
because you can't have Destiny 2 people playing at 60 frames per second against 30 frames per second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? so, so that was a big, big misconception for a lot of people who bought the Xbox One X. They thought that games were going to be produced for that machine, and it's like, no, we're just porting them over. <laughs> they're, they're just enhanced graphics-wise, and they're beautiful. Sure, sure. You know? But, but there will never hit those numbers. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The numbers, of the, so the, the potential of this box never gets reached. Ever. No. Not not with the modern stuff. And if no your thing way. is you want a 4K Blu-ray player, well, the S has that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I got a 4K TV, I have 4K discs so why now did I spend two, why, so, why did I spend double? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume that Microsoft, for their first party games, will leverage the hardware. But... That remains to be seen too. Like Crackdown Three or whatever, whatever. If it ever really, yeah, putting, <laughs> yeah everyone it never keeps does. putting their eggs in that basket. <laughs> that, is the, that is the basket. It is. Sure, you got Terry Crews. That that'll bring me in a lot. But no, yeah, but, you're, like, but you're right though. Crackdown Three or uh, Gears Five or Halo Six. Like one of those games has to be the one to push this over the edge, right? No. Because that's that's what's winning. That's why PlayStation's winning. They have Horizon Zero Dawn and The Last of Us. We talked that Halo will be on the next system. I, well, see, that's the problem, though. Is like, is there really going to be another generation, or is it just more iterations at this point? Because I the difference all is... out of iterations. They've they've done four since release. Like, I think know, we're done. I, like... I want to know what they've named it anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're going to run out of letters at some point. It's the Xbox yeah. One X Two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> X Three Sixty. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I mean, you know, they have talked a bit about it being some type of modular thing. Again, they want to bring those PC gamers into it, right? And I appreciate. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a cool idea. But I think most of your console purchasers like the fact that it's plug and play. Yeah. Right? And I love building my own PC. I'm not sure that I want that overhead built into my television entertainment system. I have that in my office and that's fine. Right? But I like the Xbox. I can sit down and just play whenever. I don't have to worry about adjusting anything or swapping out components. That's generally how I feel. Yeah. Plus, I mean, they're going to be able to put a premium price on any any component. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to end up being a more expensive PC. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to have to work specifically for the Xbox One, right? So it's not going to be go to Micro Center and have a (laughs) wall of graphics cards, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to have proprietary components that you have to, like, crawl on your knees to them to buy. (laughs) Like the the hard drives for the 360, right? Mm -hmm. Remember how expensive those were compared Mm -hmm. to, like, a normal hard drive? It was more (laughs) than the console at some points, and you're like... Crazy. Yeah. Why did I just go buy a new console? <laughs> yep. Now, the company that has taken proprietary hardware to the extreme is uh, definitely Nintendo. They want to be Nintendo. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> $80 yeah, for it's two working. Yeah. People are buying it. <laughs> yeah. What do you care? <laughs> That's the problem, right? Like, I look at a Switch Pro controller and I see that it's $70, and I look at an Xbox One controller and I see it's $60, and my brain goes, no, the Nintendo one's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even just holding the $80 Joy-Con box in your yeah. hand is like, this is wrong. All the way through the checkout. This is wrong. All right, I guess I'm going home with it. <laughs> oh, they better be made out of gold. Yeah. Oh, man. But it's true, though. It's, Nintendo... it's an HD rumble. It's an HD, HD, HD rumble. <laughs> you can hear uh, ice cubes. You can feel ice cubes. That HD rumble is ridiculous, by the way. Uh, but though there is something about Nintendo, Nintendo is such like a black box in the way that it develops stuff. I think because Microsoft is losing so badly to Sony that maybe they see what Nintendo's doing. Like, well, maybe we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think, I'm not sure anyone would ever look at Microsoft that way. They've come out, they've 
thought out of the box a couple times with the new accessibility controller. For, that thing's pretty sweet. That one's quite genius. Yeah. Um, this going, taking the cell phone cue. Um, obviously, Sony has made a billion dollars on PSVR already. Did you hear that? They sold three million units. It's a oh, billion really? dollars. Yeah. Just no just idea. last month. So that's a billion dollar market they've already captured um, in two years. So and Microsoft literally has nothing for VR. So and, and that's kind of one of those things. Where else do we go? So I, I think they've been forced to be very creative. So well, they did just buy like four or five studios. So yeah, that'll help. That's a good move. Yeah, and um, exclusive content. The I mean the rumor has always been that Microsoft is really making the long play with VR. Um, what's it called? Their their glasses, the Hololens. Yes, I mean they've invested a ton in that. And I think the idea being that it's going to be, for you know, so far outside of gaming and its in its scope, mm-hmm. um, it, it'll be available for that, you know. But it's going to be consumer cost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. That's very at. true. People want to compare Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, but the problem is that Microsoft is is not only a consumer company. Yeah. Sony and Nintendo basically are consumer only yeah. companies. Right, and Sony has their movie company too that makes them a little bit different. Nintendo's the only dedicated one, but Microsoft, most of their industry is industrial type stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and Hololens, like it, the ad keeps showing up on my my Facebook feed. It's like three grand. I know. <laughs> oh, that's so affordable. But the thing is, though, if if it really does what they say it's doing, like med schools are starting to buy it to have VR, like you know, cadaver programs and things like that. And if that's what Microsoft wants to do, nobody's even close to that type right. of technology. Nope. I mean, hey. Google pretty much gave up on their... The glass. Yeah. That made me so sad. <laughs> I, it looked really cool, but it was still really expensive. Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess we'll never have that. And, and hey, with these new uh, with these new things that they're releasing, maybe uh, it'll be just another lease option. So that's yeah. plebeians <laughs> I mean, really, afford. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Like, I would actually do that. Yeah. If I could get a HoloLens, I would do that. $35 for 14 yeah, I years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do the 15 years. This is a second mortgage. Yeah. The, uh, 50 bucks a month? Yeah, I might try it out. The med students can use the HoloLens to remove my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or your uh, wife will do it for you. I don't know. VR is an interesting thing, though, right? Because, I mean, Nintendo doesn't care at all about it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of investing in AR, but not really. And Sony's like, VR, 100%. Just Billion dollars. In. I mean, you know? it's paid off. It's a good place to put your eggs. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, with Sony, that's a good argument that it's not just a fad, right? Because, I mean, with the advent of 3D TVs, we watch those just totally peter out. <laughs> yeah, I and bought then, one. I, 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 bought I had one. one. Yeah. Hey, the ba- I didn't buy it for 3D. Yeah. Right. It happened to have it. The good 3D TVs had the better 2D screens, yeah. so that's why I bought. They were nice TVs. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, yeah, they were the best TVs. Mine was a floor yeah, model. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That How was... many of you guys bought the curved TV? Oh, I did not do a curve. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for a TV, but that's a whole other. You argument. can see it from the kitchen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like meant for like projectors. That's the only yeah. reason curved exists. But oh, man. yeah, like that that novelty wore off quick. You, you may have watched uh, what was that space one with Sandra Bullock once, and you're like, oh, that was cool. Gravity, yeah, Gravity. Oh, Gravity. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you can have an Avatar like, once in a while. In theaters, yeah. <laughs> a very Harold and Kumar 3D. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> it. that's a joy. My point is, it's a handful. Uh, <laughs> I remember when we first got 4K. It was like, okay, I guess we're gonna watch Blue Planet. <laughs> Right. And that was like it. <laughs> right. That and Blade Runner 2049. Right? You gotta give the artsy stuff to tell the difference. 
Uh, but no, you're, I mean, PSVR has really taken the industry because it's like a third of the price of the anybody else. The greatest entry level you can get at that price into yeah. pretty decent VR. And, um, and your hardware comes in a box instead of you needing to upgrade. And it works. I have a launch day PS4, and you know oh, what? Wow, I was yeah. very concerned. I'm like, this is not going to be able to run it. It slowed down already. It barely even loads games. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. Wow. That's, it, impressive. that's very impressive to me yeah. as, as a person who goes, I bought this eight years ago almost. Or how long has it PS4 been out now? Five years. Five years. Okay. Man, that long. And we're still able to make this work. Okay. But that's the thing, right? Like you can, if you had nothing, you could walk into a store today and for less than about $600, I guess, walk away with full PSVR and a couple of Still games. $100 more right? than the Vive. And you still well, need a whole gaming rig. It's five, yeah. man. It's five. V5. <laughs> Tomatoes. But yeah, you, you still need a PC that can run yeah. it, right? And then you have to set up the motion trackers, and it's like this whole like, thing that the average person doesn't want to deal with. Right? It, I don't want to. It costs way more than five hundred, though. Like people are like, oh, the Vive is five hundred. I corrected it for you. Thank you. But then you need <laughs> a you forget about the thousand dollar computer you need, right? What's like my total out of pocket to put the thing on my face and start VR. About <laughs> hundred bucks. Yeah. It's about, it's about, I think it's about two thousand dollars to start from nothing to get a Vive up and running. About two. If you had no computer to it, you could already. That makes run sense. It. No, so you talk right. about two grand. That makes I'm sense. I'm looking at uh, building a new PC right now. Yeah. I haven't in a while, uh, and I'm not even in that range with what I'm planning on building. Like I'm looking at like a seven hundred dollar, but mm. I have a graphics card already, so that's uh, why. Okay. No. I was gonna but, say yeah. that's a big deal. Seven hundred is not Graphics card. That's the thing when the graphics cards are five hundred dollars. Yeah. You know that almost doubles that's, your cost. That's true for sure. Right there's your twelve hundred bucks right there. Yeah. You know that's the real problem is the graphics card right now. Yeah. If you want a graphics card for five, five hundred dollars is the cheap end. Are you with the force? Is the force with you? Well, The Force is with us over at the Echo Station Podcast, a new Star Wars series from the Heroes Podcast Network. Join us in a galaxy not so far away every other Monday as we discuss everything Star Wars from the original films through the whole EU. So pour yourself some blue milk and get cozy in that tauntaun with the Echo Station Podcast. Find out more at heroespodcast.com. Hey, it's Derek, co-host of Gamer Heroes and other podcasts on the Heroes Podcast Network. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about AnthroDesk's Ergo Slant Ergonomic Anti-Fatigue Comfort Floor Mat. During my day job, I am lucky enough to have a standing desk, and while that's helped me get on my feet during the day, it can be uncomfortable to stand for long periods of time. That's where AnthroDesk's Ergo Slant Mat comes in. It's ergonomically designed to help improve posture, reduce back pain, and counter negative effects of heeled shoes. The Ergo Slant provides multiple degrees of cushioning with the top ridge that allows for effective massaging of the instep. Plus, you can reverse the mat to provide an incline or decline. You can find the AnthroDesk Ergo Mat at AnthroDesks.com under their accessories. If you use or are interested in a standing desk, you should definitely check out AnthroDesk. Alright, so what else we got guys? Do any, any more news you guys want to cover or should we move on to games we're playing? I think let's talk about some games. Let's All right, it. let's do it. Well, John, we're talking about VR. You want to yeah. talk about your VR yeah. stuff? I, I just want to start by saying, um, at first, if you guys have listened through us throughout the years, um, the years, throughout the whole year, <laughs> <18 months>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not on board for PSVR only because I didn't think it could reach the capabilities that it, it did. And I will say PSVR has made me love my PS4 again. Aww. Um, 
I know, some tears. <laughs> my Switch for the longest time has been my main to- go-to. Now, and I have an Xbox One as well. And that was fun for a while because I was playing like Gears of War and playing things that I That's used to it. play all the time. <laughs> yeah. and, Halo, and Halo. The Microsoft games. But, yeah, they are lacking in exclusives. But um, So what I've been playing is uh, a lot of VR games lately. And the thing I love about it is they're cheaper because you've already spent 350 on the system. They're cheaper and they're not very long. So I can get through a lot of them very quickly. So one of my favorites right now, and this may not be unpopular opinion, but it's Killing Floor Incursion. It, it was on Steam. It did okay on Steam, but in VR it's way different. And they actually took a lot of, I think, very smart moves to make it more VR friendly to really enhance that VR experience. Um, for example, I was telling them earlier, like when you're shooting a shotgun and it's a pump action, you have to pump the you have to pump the action. To shoot, like you can't just fire away. You have to actually do that. On a bolt action rifle, you have to pull the bolt back and put it back in. Um, those are very, really different usage of VR. You never really see it used that way. Um, do you, so do you move around in the space? This one is this one's free motion. So okay. they just did a patch where, up until now, VR has done a lot of teleporting. You mm-hmm. have to teleport places. That's how they tackle the movement. So they actually did a patch where you just hold the buttons and go like this, and you will go that direction. Oh, that's nice. And your head controls which way you're going, but by doing this, you'll walk that direction. Mm. So that that's really helpful. And that's a very clever way of using motion. Um, Skyrim has done a patch for that as well. I mean, that is an advantage that the Vive has. Is if you get all the motion controls for the Vive, it's which much more money. Mm-hmm. It is but much more fluid. You get more natural movement that way. So, do you have to, if you're going to shoot something, do you have to stop and shoot? You can't move while you're shooting? It, you, it's very hard to do uh-huh. that. It's possible, but it's it's not very practical. So, uh, a lot of times this game is, is hordes and waves. So, a lot of times you end up just sitting in a corner <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. doing your thing. <laughs> which um, is kind of... What you did in the regular Killing Floor. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. I mean, Although, in regular Killing Floor, once you start to get overwhelmed, that's when you're, like, jumping running. over cars and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just run and kill. You can, you can run, but, like, honestly, the best thing to do, and this is what it's, I, I think is really intuitive as well, is you can just, if you run out of ammo, just start swinging. You, <laughs> you are actually hitting them. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually can take them out. And you All can right. hit them with their own limbs. Like, <laughs> it is pretty cool. So you said the game was on Steam? Origin? Yeah, it, Incursion. Incursion uh, came out, I believe, last uh, 2016 or 2017. So it, it's an actually an older game that they've moved over um, onto P- PlayStation's platform. And so I played that. I beat that game. I beat Super Hot. I've done a couple other experience games that are a lot of fun. And um, I'm really excited to play Firewall. It comes out. So when this podcast releases, it'll be yesterday, um, the 28th. And today, tomorrow, I get to play it since we're recording today. Um, that's supposed to be like the best experience. Um, that's supposed to be better than Farpoint up until this point because okay. of the way it feels, the way it's been developed. And I'll just give you a quick thing and I'll stop talking. It's <laughs> it's more like Rainbow Six in the sense of um, you're in a small enclosed map. You're playing with players all online, real life players. And it has motion on the uh, movement is on the controller. So you don't have to do some weird stuff. So it's on your gun. You have to buy the move uh, PlayStation Aim controller. 
and uh, it is very intuitive. You're leaning over corners. Mm. It's all about tactical. And they've done a lot of things in this game that I think is taking another step. So this is how the game tackles. You have to communicate with your people. If you die, you are allowed to see where everyone is on the map, including enemies. So that encourages you to tell, talk to your teammates. Hey, the dude is over here. Um, I thought that was very genius. Yeah. That's a very genius way of handling communication. Um, so it's very important. So I'm really pumped to play this game. I almost feel like you just get a patsy if you're out there. Yeah, <laughs> so just go die so you can tell us where everybody's at. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I feel like that would probably happen. But it's like it's really clever because, let's be honest, all, what do we do nowadays? Unless we're playing with our friends, we just mute our mics. Mm-hmm. We don't even oh, yeah. put our mics on. So this I don't is, do a lot of online multiplayer. Overwatch is about it. This so. is a game that's like, hey, you want to win? This is how you got to do it. So you said the Killing Floor game, this one is more like a campaign as opposed to just... Yeah. Do you, is it still multiplayer? It is multiplayer. And that's what's really fun about it is you can go through the missions, the levels, um, with a friend. Hmm. So, or still... you can do a horde mode, which, okay. which is more like you guys just bunker up and just yeah. take it on. Is there? Is it still class based like the old ones were? There were like six classes, like sniper, and um, hunter. So I haven't played any online yet, so I'm not sure about that. The mm-hmm. campaign is very much you get weapons as the levels go. Gotcha. So you'll get better weapons, cooler all, things. All the classes were in the uh, Killing Four One and Two were basically like you got bonuses with certain types of weapons and stuff like right. that. Yeah, and the only one that mattered was shotgun. Well, <laughs> if you if you went with the melee guy and you got oh, like true. level six or whatever, you were unstoppable. That's true. Yeah, you could get that katana and you're yeah. just like chopping just heads chopping off everything. all over the map. That's and you true. like gain life back as you yep. build the The axe words. isn't bad. I yep. like the axe. In in single player campaign, the axe is a good one. It's got a little spot, uh little spot where you can put dual can hold it twice and you can do harder swings oh, so wow. it's really really weird <laughs> okay but uh, you can do quick ones or if you do this you can actually hit harder hmm. kill them in one one hit that's it's great that sony finally figured out the motion controls from the wii <laughs> <laughs> it's they recite they upcycled <laughs> from playstation 3 these controllers actually came out when they were doing the move for killing <laughs> those right. silly little colored balls yeah. on the end of it like, believe it or not it, just looked like a... it works pretty okay i know but like when the wii came out everyone's like man that looks really silly and <laughs> oh, sony's like hang on a second yeah. hold hold my controller you are right about and that. 12 years later we're still using that so you know, I think it was clever. We got a we got a whole warehouse of this shit. What are we gonna do with it? <laughs> yeah. We're working into our new PSVR. <laughs> I almost feel bad for Microsoft because they were the one who came out with something like, "You don't even need a control, guys. We have this sleek <laughs> camera. You just stand and be yourself. It's gonna be awesome. It's like a total bust." Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, okay." So everyone just stares at me all day long at the NSA. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's why mine's disconnected. That's <laughs> um, true. It just wasn't as intuitive as they wanted it to be. No, I remember I had to get um, I had to get a third party hookup that's basically a fisheye for the Connect because when I had my old 360, the room wasn't big enough, so you couldn't stand far enough away from it. So the fisheye oh. allowed you to stand closer, have it work, but it distorted. <laughs> was it like a was it like an Xbox monocle? I mean, kind of. It slid on the side. Seriously, you slid it on the side. It was like a big fisheye lens. And it was like, yeah, there's some third party thing from like it's Nikon or something. It's just not responsive. You're like doing this, you know, the scrolling thing. It'd either go way too far or it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. work. And then when it did work, it was like, okay. <laughs> 
Fantastic. What are, What are you guys playing? I'm gonna start with you. Uh, all right. So I'll lead this off with a question. Have you ever? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever played a game that was uh, so annoying that you had to turn it off? Game that was mm. so annoying that I had to turn it like off. quickly. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Nothing's right. coming to mind. So, I uh, speaking of Game Pass, I I saw that a new game had been added called Graveyard Keeper, and it initially uh, really appealed to me because it was basically supposed to be Stardew Valley, but uh, in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little more macabre, right? You're not making relationships in the village, at least I, <laughs> I think. <clears throat> um, and there's like there's things like you harvest bodies and you get recipes. To make food out of their organs and stuff. Oh, okay, cannibalism. Like, like a hamburger. I yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so it's funny, and it's it's just got a lot of weirdness to it. So I download it. I start it. It, it kind of starts you on your graveyard farm, and um, the the problem is that NPCs, which they use pretty heavily initially to do your sort of tutorial, walk you through stuff, um, don't have voice dialogue but they for some reason decided they need to make a noise so they just had them make weird noises and so there's this little bouncing skull that is your tutorial guide oh god and as he's talking through the dialogue he just goes (laughs) and then i'm like i'm like okay so i finally get through this guy i go down to another place where he sends me and there's this donkey that i gotta talk to i don't know He's, he's carrying oh, the body no. cart. And the donkey goes, honey, 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 I look at my wife and she just looks at me and I'm just like, all right, I'll turn it off. <laughs> That's as far as I got. That's like Banjo Kazooie. You remember they just made noises? Yeah. That's like old school stuff That's there. That's rough, man. Like, I, I've heard not so great reviews of that game. Basically, yeah. it's like it's like Stardew Valley with none of the charm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Pretty much. That's rough. Um, yeah, I want to say the picture I saw of it on Steam was just like, it was like dark Stardew Valley uh Art and it's just a guy throwing a full body bag into a river. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. That's your hopes and dreams of this game. I'm, I'm trying to think about your question here. Like, I'm sure there's got to be something I found that annoying, right? But nothing is coming no, to mind. This is the first time I've experienced this. I feel like games like that would just wipe my memory anyway. Right, because you played it for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and that was the end of it. Yeah, nothing really comes to mind for that. I've definitely played some games that were difficult for me to get through, but I felt some sense of like pressure to get it done um that we're not great but, but uh, <laughs> yeah. those. i feel like bomberman for the switch was kind of one of those games i'm just like why is it like this why is it so annoying that the computer is that fucking good well when that game launched it was broken oh okay and they patched it later but the controls were all jacked up and by the time they patched it we had all kind of stopped playing <laughs> so i mean that's the only one i could think of that annoyed me yeah. is that the same one that came out on the other consoles this was super bomberman r, r. Then, i think it, it was, was a switch switch, okay, switch yeah. almost release day switch game it was a it was a really like good looking bomberman mm-hmm. game and the premise was really cool but yeah the controls were so spotty you'd be like i'm gonna turn down this way and your character like nope <laughs> you keep yeah. and then bomberman precision's kind of a big deal you know um, how do you have a good looking bomberman game is it just like the explosions like were three well so okay so i i've been playing bomberman like as long as i've been gaming mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i've got i have some of the really old bomberman games where it was sometimes difficult to make out what certain objects were versus like now it's these like cool three-dimensional graphics mm. but still kind of isometric top down but it's all very crisp in hd 
Um, the bad guys are all, you know, kind of interesting and they have, there's all these like new items that they have and everything's very differentiated, you know, that kind of thing. So it just looks sharp. I guess like in the way that like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe looks yeah. really good compared to like the older Mario Kart games, you know, something like that. We played a, we used to play a lot of the older Bomberman mm-hmm. when we were kids, but I don't, I don't play a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, we used to play a ton of it on our, uh, on our DS's. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that was that was a good time. Early on in the DS life, lifetime. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Super Bomberman for the NES, uh, SNES, is probably my favorite still mm-hmm. to this day. I yeah. think it's the best. But the new one looked great. It's just the controls were all jacked up. Um, they added in some cool DLC. There were some third-party characters they even added in. I'm drawing a blank on who they were. Oh, Master Chief. Oh, you could play as Master Chief. That's uh, pretty cool. At one point, which I thought was a really weird tie-in for a Switch exclusive. But hey, whatever works. <laughs> works Gotta rip our, our buds out in Microsoft there. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to get Halo 6 on Switch. That's... Oh my god. <laughs> the best we get is crossplay on Rocket League. <laughs> it, it would be or, cool. Or Minecraft. It would be cool if you could get Master Chief in Smash Bros. And like his ultimate involved Cortana See, like, hacking everybody or <laughs> the something. The fact that they got Solid Snake is weird. So Well, they had they had a Sony time, time ago. That, yeah, but that was and from... Sony doesn't even do crossplay. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. I am so excited for um man. Now I'm blanking on the name. It's the it's the uh, the first bad guy you run into in Super Metroid. Oh, Ridley. Ridley. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited to play Ridley. I'm curious about it. It makes me nervous because the uh, creator of Smash Brothers has always said that it was impossible to scale it right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they finally are doing it makes me worry if he was just pressured into doing it yeah. or he found out how to do it. Right, like Almost it's either, certainly. you know, right, like so. Did he just figure it out? It's gonna be amazing, <laughs> or that you have to do it? It's yeah. not gonna be very good. <laughs> that was that was like one of the first. Uh, so when I had a Wii U, I or I still do, but when when I was playing Smash Brothers for the Wii U, I decided to get a uh, a Samus uh, amiibo, and mm-hmm. that was like the first one that I'd ever had. The only other one I ever got was Donkey Kong, and uh, I just never really. Never really cared about him that much, but then when I saw Ridley, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna buy that one. I cannot wait for that one to come out." I have a very sad collection of Amiibo. <laughs> sad as in a lot, or sad as I in have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot of them because they unlock little things that are yeah. like totally irrelevant. But the cool, the reason I bought a bunch of them though was for the Wii U Smash Bros. Um, if you use the Amiibo to play that version of the PC, it was more it was tougher to beat and it learned your behavior as it leveled up the amiibo. So like when you get good enough at Smash Brothers, like the normal AI is kind of boring. It's pretty easy to kind of guess what it's going to do. The amiibo are not like that. And so that was pretty cool because that meant that I had, like these were just a bigger challenge to, it to play It actually expanded against. the game for you. Yeah. So That's I like cool. that a lot. I, I like that too. That, that, I mean, that was the reason that I bought them in the first place. My only problem with the Wii U is that I didn't know anybody that owned a Wii U. So it was I like... I think it was just you and me. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just these two guys. Only about 14 million other people. <laughs> which is not a lot. I think it's only 12. No, it's pretty small. 12. Because I, I think the GameCube was... Because GameCube was higher. Yeah. I think it's only like 12 and a half. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But the Wii, Wii U is an underrated console, <laughs> Oh people. my god. Is it? <laughs> I have more games for my Wii U than my PS4 and Xbox One put together. That oh, wow. is crazy. Are you counting your... Is that uh, like all the games released for the Wii U? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you're, you're counting your... Uh, god, what's your retro... My what? 
What are they the called? Virtual console? Thank you. I, not I could not console. get virtual I'm, console. I'm counting boxed games okay. that came with discs. I thought you were inflating your numbers so, there. No. The virtual console, they stole so much money from me on that thing. <laughs> like, How many times have I bought Super Mario World? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I have a free ROM of this upstairs on my PC? Yeah, better buy it for $10 on the Wii U. <laughs> You'll be well, doing that look, on your Switch here soon, yep. too. I have a Super Nintendo that still works. I still bought it on my 3DS eShop and my Wii eShop, <laughs> just for good measure. I'm just saying, so. if they get Duke Nukem like, as a, on the Virtual Console for my Switch, I'm getting it. Well, virtual Console's not happening on Switch, Shake man. It, I'm talking about, yes, it will. It's not happening. When they get an N64 one going, it's not game happening. over. It's not happening. You guys have all my money. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, what else have you been playing, John? Uh, at the recommendation of Thomas, I think I talked about a little bit about this earlier. I've been playing Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the the thing that sold me was he said, you know, the first the first of six maps they released is like one of the biggest single pieces of content I've ever seen. There's just so much to do, and I was like, wow, that sounds really impressive. So I went and downloaded it because it was free, and. Uh, uh, yeah, so they had basically released over their two years there were at least five dlcs or something that were uh all free for the people who bought the base game and um the first the first map the one that came with it originally has anyone else played it no hitman? okay so you, but you know series. what you know the premise of the game yeah okay. you're a hitman you kill people i played the ps3 one okay. i haven't played really breaking really the long yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, a long time not so something like metal gear solid i've played not really my cup of tea um, but it's a similar, kind of a similar difficulty, but it has you replaying missions and increasing the difficulty sort of incrementally in Hitman, um, which makes it, I think, a little less frustrating. Once you figure something out once, it's just sort of, you know, it might ask, it might say the first mission to kill one target. The second mission is to kill two targets. Right. The first one is one of them. Third mission is kill the two targets, but you have to do it with the, uh, the piano wire instead of with any weapon. But the candlestick in the library. I mean, you kind of, yeah, oh, it turns into clip. Um, but it, it's just impressively massive. And there's a bunch of little side stories and things. All, all Every room you walk into has something going on that's part of another mission. And there's different things you can use, for, use to participate or take part in or not as you choose to help with your mission that you're doing right now. Um, and then, of course, like I said, they released, so the first one's in Paris. It's like this big fashion show at this mansion. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, there's, I've seen a screenshot of it, a screenshot of it. I haven't figured out how to do it, but you can like drop the lights on the fashion stage to kill people. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just, you know, stabbing someone in the back or shooting right. them with a silenced gun. There's, there's environmental ways to kill people. That's cool. I have a mission right now that says that someone has to die via accident. And I haven't figured out how to do it yet. There you go. So you're gonna knock the lights down. Yeah, apparently. I mean, or you can like adjust the out, outdoor space heaters to like oh. blow up. You can push people off ledges. I mean, there's just all sorts of ways. Anyway, massive game, and I guess they, they announced another one coming out probably next year. Um, and that game is gonna actually include all of the content from this one. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, and Thomas Thomas said that he was really excited about that because I guess they had they had changed developers or something. Or, yeah, basically or got relicensed or somebody else picked it up. Yeah, I can't remember. 
but they were they were worried that they weren't going to have the other stuff. But interesting. Something that Thomas was telling us about that I had no idea. I mean, I I haven't really played any of the Hitman games, but when he was talking about how like the community can make challenges for other players and mm-hmm. stuff, which is that's really pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's uh, I haven't seen it yet, but there's ways. To basically, if you do something cool, you can throw it online. It's called a contract, and uh, someone else can sign up to try and recreate it. Mm-hmm. That's a way to challenge cool. your friends. And it's just called Hitman. It's not another... It's just Hitman. Okay. Yeah, so they, you, you know, know they previ- have like nine of yeah. them or something yeah. like that. They had, they had all sorts of Hitman. I think the one you know, a few years back was code name 47. Something like something. that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, this one's just called Hitman. And you'll see that if you go try to find it, there's basically like five or six content packs for it. I will try it. That, yeah. I'm very interested it's in that. Cool. It's right on my wheelhouse. Nice. Oh. Mike, you been playing anything? So I, now that I have a Switch, I finally decided to try uh, uh, Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah? So I love it. (laughs) Uh, But I also, so I grew up with just loving the Metroid series. So the kind of Metroid Castlevania type games are pretty up my alley. But I really do enjoy, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with with its similarities to Dark Souls as well. Where, the difficulty, you mean? Yeah. Like, oh man, <laughs> it's it's it is hard. I think the hardest thing about it is that just like Dark Souls, when you die, you drop all of the stuff that you've gathered. Mm-hmm. So that's then you have to sucks. run back and go get your spirit, and then that's that at times can be pretty frustrating. But at the same time, if you're too afraid to adventure out, then you're not progressing in the game. So it kind of forces you to get over it and move forward. So I've. I've had a lot of fun with it. I love the dialogue. I love all the characters. At first, I thought it was a little weird. Uh, the art style, I didn't mind it, but some of it seemed a little bit too drawn for me. Okay. But uh, but I don't know. I, I, I definitely definitely grew on me, and I love it now. So and I, playing with the Switch is just it has changed my life. <laughs> like being able to have those two Joy Cons and just totally lounge out on the couch. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you play Disconnected? Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> you go, like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, You're pillows crazy. all around me. Yeah. Like, You're crazy. I'm not I'm not venturing into that. <laughs> no, when I'm, when I'm home, I use the Pro Controller. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, on an airplane, I'll set it up in tabletop on the on the thing, and I'll have the Joy-Con below yep. me separated. Yep. I don't think I could ever play, like, a, I don't know, like a first-person shooter or something that way. But something like, a, something like a 2D game like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I found that works. I, I played Super Mario, Mario Odyssey pretty much. You know, exclusively you can do more, disconnected. Yeah, it really yeah, that's You can do more Super with Kathy, though. Odyssey. And we didn't know that, because we yeah. were... Well, I knew that. No. We I were just, talking about... Remember yeah. on the the, moon, the map where the moon is, like, way up yeah. there in the... the wa- Not the water one, the pyramid one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the Sphinx. Way up there. And it's like, how do you get that? <laughs> with a You've pro controller. Show me how to do it with a pro controller. <laughs> <laughs> right? Look, look, I've been a Nintendo guy my entire life. I camped out for the Wii. Motion controls are still a little annoying to me. <laughs> right? Fair enough. As much as I've really tried. I, how, how is Hollow Knight in handheld mode? Um, okay. It's it's still good. I think that I just don't really like handheld mode that much, period. Uh, and I had the same gripe with with the Wii U because like when you, when you had the Wii U and you could you could have like somebody watching TV or whatever and whatever yeah. flip over to your gamepad. It works for a little while, but I just get I get cramps in my hands and yeah. it gets really uncomfortable and I, I still just don't think that that's for me. 
Um, I mean, maybe I definitely would do it if like I have it out somewhere, or, like I'm on a road trip or something. But if I'm at home, I'm gonna dock it for sure. Now the Switch actually bothers my carpal tunnel. Uh, my DS does not, and the Wii U gamepad didn't either because it was, I guess, because it was thicker. Yeah. But the Switch bo- bothers my carpal tunnel in handheld mode. I think it's because the ergonomics are flat mm-hmm. on the back. Like now, if they had some kind of bump that gives you a little cushion, and there's there, a couple cases online yeah. I'm looking at, but I want to feel them. Yeah. Before I drop 15 bucks on one of these things, but that's what it is for me too. Yeah. It's flat, so I'm playing like this. You but know? then it won't fit in the mm-hmm. case that I got to travel with if I put the grip on. So. Right. The, the problem is, if I'm going to play that way at, at my house, it's because I'm laying down in bed, right? Yes. So I'm laying down in bed, and I'm holding it above me, <laughs> Same here. and my arms are in pain. Now I've got to readjust. I always end, my, my ending pose is, like, leaning it on my chest and, like, barely holding it, but then, like, my neck hurts, and there's no, just no see, good way to do it. You need an arm attached to your wall that clamps on the tablet, <laughs> yeah. so that way you get your arms to be at your side with the Joy-Con. Yeah. He knows what's up. <laughs> then I don't need VR. There you go. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I've been playing Persona 5 at the uh, request of a buddy of mine uh, who bought it for me. It's not a game I would normally play. I've never played a Persona game. I do not play JRPGs very often. In fact, I can't even think of one off the top of my head that I've completed. Um, I am about three hours into it. Mm-hmm. It's all right, really, because everyone raves about Look, it. The art style is beautiful. Like, it's he even a got really, his own anime based on it. It's a great looking game. It's a great looking game. But here's here's my problem. Okay, and this was the problem at the beginning of Horizon Zero Dawn too. But when I'm playing a video game, I want to play the video game. If all I'm doing is running five feet to the next cutscene to then read text because there also aren't voice actors through the entire thing. I'm really just reading. And if I want to read, I have my Kindle for that. And I can go and read. Okay? But I want to play a video game. And that means interacting with it. And the first two or three hours of this game are almost 80%, maybe even higher, of just, um, you know, cutscenes and dialogue. And some of it's voiced and some of it's not voiced. And it's just difficult to, like, get into a rhythm. You know? And then the fights are all turn-based. And, like, they're not particularly interesting um they're a little boring so like when you go like i'm gonna run five feet and then you have to stop because there's a cut scene and then you run five more feet and then stop for another cut scene and then you run and there's a fight but then that's turn-based so you have to keep stopping too right it just feels very slow I mean, it sounds like a lot of uh a lot of jrpgs yeah yeah and that's just not really my kind of game you know i i grew up with north america titles for the most part and i grew up with you know the mario games and later on you know goldeneye and halo and gears and that type of stuff yeah i like action oriented games mm-hmm. even even platformers and open world stuff breath of the wild uh, mario odyssey are wonderful games two of my favorites of all time but you're doing stuff mm-hmm. you're always doing stuff that's you know? a fair point that's a good word um, i totally can get agree with you on that and it's not like in diablo there's these amazing cutscenes with mm-hmm. this incredible you know cgi but that's the story and they don't kill you with those though right mm-hmm. they're, they're, yeah, i feel like, like they're far in between it's like two per actor right like, really. it's like right it like chapters it far. out you know but it's not like you said two sentences i run five feet and then you say two more sentences yeah. diablo's <laughs> packed with action anyway you're like ready for a break exactly yeah well, it's a reward yeah right it's a reward. <laughs> i feel I like you'll get a drink i feel like the game that can like really get heavy on the cutscenes but it's 
perfectly okay as The Last of Us because that's like yeah. that's like you're playing a movie, you know. And it's like whenever a cutscene starts, it's like yes, like that's I will true. gladly sit here and watch this. But I think that works because when you are playing, there's so much that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's right? stressful. So many it's hard. Yeah. It's stressful. Yes, it's a high stress game. Like, I mean, because that's definitely one of my favorite games too. Uh, but there's just so much you're doing, right? Everything's action-oriented. You're always moving and doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to move this board so I can cross this way, or I have to hide here and keep track of where everybody is. But, like, in Persona, th- you're not doing much. Like, uh, the most interesting thing they had me do is when I showed up to school for the first day, I had to find the faculty office. <laughs> <laughs> well, that took me five minutes because all the rooms are in Japanese. And I can't read right. it. <laughs> you know? So, like, I'm going up here like, nope, I'm not supposed to go that way because it tells you you go back down to this floor. I'm like, okay, I'll... Oh, I picked the right door by accident, right? Like that's as if that's as far as the action gets, like that's not going to keep my attention very long. And Horizon Zero Dawn had a lot of that early on because of all the exposition they're trying to get you. But around the 5-hour mark, the game opens up. <laughs> Just get through that first 5 hours. <laughs> I, I liked it. I uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I loved those I I thought the story was awesome. I thought it was fun to watch. I I didn't mind it at all. I didn't mind it after the first 5 hours. Mm. Like it, it, by the end of the game, it had all justified itself at that point, and I have a very Ooh, positive good. feeling on it. But early on, it just it just felt like, when do I get to play? Mm-hmm. When yeah. are you going to stop telling me the game and let me play the game? right? And Persona, the whole thing is just... It's almost like an interactive novel in a way that happens to have turn-based fighting sometimes. <laughs> um, and, you know, some of this is the anime style you know, of JRPGs, is that everything's very heavy-handed, right? So... I'm not going to spoil anything of the game. I'm only three hours in, right? But the character you play as um, is like this delinquent kid because he assaulted a guy when he was trying to stop that guy from assaulting a woman. So because you socked this businessman in the face because he was sexually assaulting a woman, you're the bad guy, right? So you get kicked out of your school. You have a new school. Everybody hates you. And it's just every time someone passes you in the hallway, it's like, it's that kid who got kicked out of his school. Or that's the new transfer student we're supposed to stay away from. And yeah, but you already showed me what I did wrong. And I would have done the same thing. So yeah. like, it's kind of annoying. That sounds <laughs> like a JRPG. <laughs> who wants to replay getting ridiculed in high school? <laughs> I mean, that's not what I was thinking. I was like, oh boy. Like Final Fantasy. You know, at least you're in these big grand, you know. That's fair. Yeah, I finished that game already. I want to do that again. (laughs) So you'll see it through. I didn't say that. (laughs) I didn't say that. I am trying to give you the best. So my my buddy Brian bought it for me because he loves the game. He spent like 80 hours on this game. The last game I spent 80 hours on was Breath of the Wild. And it's one of my favorite games of all time. And that makes sense. Okay. The game is huge. The next game after that that I spent that kind of time on? Skyrim for me, for sure. Oblivion. Oh, well, Oblivion. Yeah, Yeah, Elder Scrolls. So, like... That's the thing. Like we're talking about massive, massive games that I happen to love or and are in my top lists. I'm not going to play eight eighty hours of a game that I'm not that into. I'm going to give it more time. Three hours is I don't think a fair amount for yeah, such a large yeah. story. I don't know that. But I you can don't make see it. Breath of the Wild status. I don't on. know that I can yeah. make it. Fair enough. So yeah, I'm, I think that that um, that whole conversation about how the narrative can pull you out of your character and whatnot. Um, is exactly why things like games like Half Life have re- really did it right. Um, basically, I don't know if you've played Half Life, but I know, actually have, I own okay. the first two. We have a host that really raves about it all the time, yeah. every time. Ryan, 
And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like he listens to the show. <laughs> I bought them and I want to play them because yeah. he's talked about it so much. Yeah. Um, so basically, instead of doing a cutscene or anything, um, it's a first person shooter, so it can kind of do this better, but it just has your character experience things. It's more like real time events. And for the most part, the scripted events, you still have control of your character. And you nice. still have to run through whatever's happening or interact with something, whatever, solve the puzzle, whatever it is. Halo does that, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same yeah idea. it's probably just like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you have a voiceless character, so you're just kind of imagining your side of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, I think that it does a really good job of just keeping you in the game. And still telling a story. They did a really good job of, like, for all of those scenes, they kind of made everything feel rushed. Like, everything, like, if you're talking to somebody, it's because you've just entered this hideout, and you've got to really quickly hear what their plan is, and then they got to push you out the door so Mm -hmm. you can go save the world, you know? That's cool. So it's like, you never, I never really felt playing Half-Life that I needed to talk. It was more like just, like, people handing me stuff and being like, now go, go, go! <laughs> yeah, they're pretty <laughs> like, okay, I will. It, it really is. Like, <laughs> it's almost like the, the scripted cutscene events are more chaotic than mm-hmm. the game. Because mm-hmm. you, you get to pause places in the game where you've beaten all the enemies in an area, so it's not spawning more, but you can't figure out the puzzle. And so you're just like wandering around this empty area. You're like, so that's kind of that's kind of slow, right? And then you like finally get over and get to the next event, and it's just like rush. What was the what was the map with all the the head crabs? Well, there was the head crab king, where you had to use the later later in Half Life Two. Yeah. Well, even yeah, I don't know the 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 part near the end where you have all the striders the walkers that you're killing in the plaza and it's just all these things happening at once you got to take down these big mech machines rocket launchers whatever that's all a big scripted event and it's like but it's telling story through that Mm -hmm. but you're still playing the game right some games don't do it well like wolfenstein and doom have the thing where all the expositions happening around you and if you walk away from those characters they they get quieter as you get farther away and oh, yeah. you'll miss it so i find myself like just standing there like looking around while this person's talking because like it yeah. might be important <laughs> you know so i don't want to leave i feel like that's a bethesda thing because you do that in skyrim too you're just like all right i don't really want to listen to this guy talk anymore we get it we get it you just walk away <laughs> i mean that's kind of like real life though you don't want to be the guy just like walking away like no i'm gonna go look I, at this whole I really archway don't ask you questions. Right. <laughs> don't make me ask you questions well, like doom is such a fast-paced intense game and then like, you yeah. get to, like a hologram that's about to tell you something like well why would they put it there if I'm not supposed to hear what it has to say? So you stand there for like a minute and a half while it's talking, and it's just like introducing this like part of the map that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's just flavor. Yeah, yeah it's, just it's like flavor. talking about the subway system or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful subway is here on, you know, whatever. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, um, any anything else you guys want to touch on today? I want to hear his question, or was that your question? That was my question. Okay. The, from, from the beginning, you foreshadowed a question. Oh, my question. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's so the this question. Is, <laughs> this is our question to our listeners, and uh, um, we're going to ask this on our Facebook, and we're going to throw it on our, you know, on our Twitter and whatnot to get responses there. Uh, but feel free to, you know, if you have a, if you think you have a funny response worthy of uh, some airtime, please uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Uh, I think our question this week is. If you could be a Pokemon, who would you be and why? 
Is this a Pokemon that already exists, or yeah, can yeah, you make yeah. it up? An existing Pokemon. There's like 800 Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. And, yeah. There are enough. no Pokemon that don't exist. <laughs> Until the next generation. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, for example, I would say, like, uh, Meowth. Because uh, I want to, you know, generate some sweet cash for myself. <laughs> all right, all right. That's cool. Yeah. Anybody else want to throw one out? I have no idea. I've never given that thought, so I have no idea. I mean, I feel like I don't have any funny responses because I just want to be Zapdos all the time, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, legendary. Yeah, just flying through the air, just like shooting lightning bolts at everything. See, I'm the lame guy who's like, Mewtwo sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how is Mewtwo lame? Right, because, like you don't have, I, have to touch no, no, anything. Mewtwo's it's not a lame. lame. Answer. Exactly. Oh it's a yeah, lame yeah, pick, yeah, yeah. Right, because it's Mewtwo. Everybody right? like, of the first Mewtwo. generation, Mewtwo yeah. is like the god. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna be Superman. If we right. were, yeah. <laughs> exactly. if we were eight years old, we'd all be Mewtwo. <laughs> right, exactly. We'd all be yelling at each other because we can't all be Mewtwo. <laughs> I have a funny Mewtwo story. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> That's weird. When oh, I was okay. when I was a kid, I think I think I want to say I was in seventh grade, really into Pokemon cards. Uh, I had, I had just opened a Venusaur and, uh, I had just started playing, uh, just started collecting cards. I didn't really know that much about all of them because obviously I hadn't collected every single one. And uh, a buddy of mine that I went to school with, uh, spoiler alert, total dick. Uh, <laughs> he was like, you have a Venusaur? I'm like, yeah. He's oh, like, I know man, I will trade you nope. my Mewtwo card for your Venusaur. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because, I mean, come on, the You're Mewtwo like, card. I'm in the good end of <laughs> yeah, this deal. Uh, it has to be the best card <laughs> in the game. I trade him the card. He doesn't even let me see it first. I, I should have I caught on at that point. <laughs> I trade him the card, and I look at the stats and everything. on. Uh, no, I need that card back. And he's like, you made the trade already. Sorry. Oh, my God. And he kept that card, and I never got it back. <laughs> I did some bad trades, too. Don't feel bad. (laughs) So in eighth grade, I bought a box of Pokemon cards from a friend of mine for $120 in eighth grade. Wow, that's serious. That was like all my money. Like your life savings. (laughs) And I put it in my locker because in eighth grade we had lockers. And somebody broke into my locker and stole just the cards. So oh. somebody who knew it clearly, went down. Yeah, I was gonna say clearly the guy you somebody who somebody who knew it went down <laughs> went in there, broke into my locker, Dude, and stole that everything. Would be was there any good the ones worst. in there? Yeah, he had like the reality was he wasn't ripping my, me off. Oh, I mean he was because he stole them back. I don't know that it was him. <laughs> yeah, we know it was him. <laughs> I think simple deduction skills. Says there were other simple. people around. <laughs> There were worse kids than him. Who in that was class, desperate man, enough for the so. cards, Derek? That was that was literally the reason that I stopped playing the game. So John and I, when we were kids, used to go to Toys R Us every Saturday because oh, they had pack. Pokemon. They had Pokemon League. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So yeah, so we'd go there and they had like this whole thing organized where so there were, you had gym leaders and you could literally play huh. the gym leaders at Toys R Us for badges. That's cool. Yeah, that was it was pretty. Cool. It was really yeah. cool. Well, I took my my just most prized possession deck there. It had like my Char- my Charizard in it. It had like Damn. all of my really really nice cards. It had one of my like nice holofoil Japanese cards in it. And I uh, got up from the table, sat back down, and it was gone. 
And I was so heartbroken that that deck was gone. I never played the game again. That <laughs> just wow. stopped right there. I, I mean, that's that'll scar a kid. That's why I stopped playing the X-Wing Miniatures game. I had sunk about $300 into that game. And uh, the company I was working at moved locations. And it was lost in the move. Uh, what? Yeah. What a convenient movie. Oh, my gosh. It's so shitty. Yeah. So uh, my little brother felt really bad for me and bought me the starter set. But I just couldn't bring myself no, yeah, to, to do it again. To do it again. No. Nobody wants to restart. The worst part was it was like not even two months earlier I sold my start the Star Trek Attack Wing version of the game. Because oh. it wasn't as good as the X-Wing mm-hmm. one. And I sold it. And I, if I had just kept it, I at least would have had one of the two right, games yeah. to play. <laughs> now, was this before or after Armada came out? This was before Armada. Oh, well, no. at least you didn't but get that used, disappointment. We, <laughs> we used to play tournaments, though, at mm-hmm. work. And oh. I had actually won a couple of them. Like, I had really loved that game. And so, somebody took the whole set. Who lost in those games? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. I, uh, Derek, you have some bad luck with people taking your stuff. Yeah, well, you know, you learn. Yeah. Never had the same thing stolen twice. <laughs> Never buy it again. <laughs> All right, well, we are over our normal time here, so we should probably call it a day. Um, We've never closed out this way before because this, this is the new gamer heroes moving forward. So... Um, how do you guys want to close out the show? Uh, well, I would say thank you to Derek and John for uh, giving yeah. us this opportunity. We're really excited. Uh, I can speak for Josh and Thomas, too. We're, we're all really pumped to take the show forward. Um, we will, you know, we'll see you next week, I believe, with episode 61. Nice. Um, and uh, I guess I would just say to all our listeners, um, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with us. <laughs> nice. Morsha. Sorry. Gotta no. do a Watchmen quote. I'll hit me in the face with a tray. I'm excited for you guys to to take this over and see what you do with it. I, I listened to the you guys did a couple of test episodes and they they were fun. You guys have a really good dynamic. So this should be really good. I'm looking forward to it. I don't have anything quippy to say. Yeah. I'll be listening. Yeah. That's my quip. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't prepare anything quippy either, but thank you again. This this is going to be a cool opportunity. We're super excited. I know when we first started doing a couple of like our, our test recordings just to make sure we understood the equipment and everything, I know everybody was really nervous about it, but we were like pumped every single time we finished it. So we're excited to do this. Yep. yep. Awesome. Well, we are Gamer Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or heroespodcasts.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, and anywhere else that you can plug in an RSS feed. Who wants to plug GGKC, where they can find you guys? Uh, we are very easily available at gg-kc.com. From there, you can find our Twitter, Facebook, anything else. Awesome. And uh, John is with Buster Props. Yeah, I'm repping, uh, I'm actually repping them today, right now, um, as we speak. Yeah, if you guys want something cool made, something from a video game, come Ooh. hit us up. Buster Props. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. Heavily on Instagram. Awesome. So. Nice. Yeah, you're making me a muscle kit for yeah. a couple cosplays. He's going to do some <laughs> secret cosplays. Yeah. we got to give him some fake muscles. It'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I am the Star Trek dude, so you can find me on Twitter there for that. Other shows on the network as well. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thanks. Game on.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.